You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and... Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Take one. Knock, knock. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Purim. Thank you. And same to you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> this is In the Room with Stephen and Dana, and I'm Stephen. And I'm Dana. And that's Natalie Joy Johnson. Hey! Do you remember Natalie Joy Johnson on previous episodes? <laughs> but it's been a beat. We haven't Do you had you. Remember the time? Do you remember the I was thinking about that on the way here. Uh huh. Yeah. Fucking Orfe called Taylor Dane. Called that Taylor is amazing. That Dane is on our podcast and she answered. It's dreams on dreams on dreams on dreams on it's dreams. One of the most magical things that happened. It was like podcast it's in number the room six. And the amazing Technicolor dream. Cunt? Just dream. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Well, welcome. We haven't seen you in a long time. I know. Well, we've well, seen you, but the podcast hasn't seen yes, you. Yes, uh, we've seen each other personally, but not professionally. Yeah. So, yeah. hello, friends. Welcome hello back. out there in welcome podcast the land. Clock. Thank you. I'm um, sorry, they're called rumors. Oh. <sighs> Do you get it? I heard a rumor. Da, 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 da. Wait, and we have one fan. We yeah. met Maddie at BroadwayCon, our podcast. Yes, I actually wanted to ask you guys. I wanted. I was thinking about this today, too, and I was like, I want to interview them a little bit, because I want to know, Ooh, okay, how, Joel Gray. Ooh. how was BroadwayCon? BroadwayCon was so fun. Nancy Please, Opal it, is 
Queen on queen on queen on queen. Okay, I want a couple of like top sightings. What was the most like ri- like ridiculous costume? Like the most niche market? Talk about what niche okay. market. The what ni- was your most niche market the, costume? The niche market saw? was know. a girl who dressed up specifically <laughs> as Donna Murphy as Dolly Levi. And how is it different from Bets? <laughs> she was in the, the, you know, the red regalia. Dolly will never go away. I played it senior year in high school, honey. I'm well aware of that red dress. But also, when you over the red dress, because I think she's wise beyond her years and she gets that the dress in and of itself is not enough at this point. Okay. So she said, fuck the dress. So she had the dress, but over it was a sandwich board. That said, at this performance, the role of Dolly Levi is played by Donna Murphy. So she was sandwich board, like Subway shop. That's hysterical. On the corner. I mean, that's pretty niche market. That's pretty niche There was a fierce market. Ursula that had the full, like, it's a dress, and if you pick it up, it stands up and is a backdrop. Oh, oh. There were fun Beetlejuice characters, like the, when they go into the underworld. Uh-huh. Like those kind of people, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it like Beetle takes you Juice a minute. Was the big show to dress up? Yeah. Well, from this I mean, year. come on, that makes sense. That makes Huge. a lot of sense. Amazing. So just like Broadway fans, fan girl and boying and thang out. Like imagine your rent heading. <laughs> I'm thang. Oh come on. Imagine Natalie like in the depths of her rent discoveries. Yes. Oh yeah. The nerdiest of the Hilton. With 4,000 <laughs> other I was just going to say in my mind, I was like, well, obviously I would want to be Mimi, but I would never be like, um, weather alert. I would never be like, um, weather alert. Maybe now I would be more con- confident enough to wear like that outfit right, and right. to have like it out. But I don't know that I would have back to in the day. And let's actually, oh, I'll Ah! But let's actually be honest. <laughs> who I would want to actually dress up as is clearly Mark. <laughs> it's Mark. I'm Mark. I have his haircut. I was in love with Anthony Rapp. In Urban love Outfitters with him. sold like a Mark scarf at one point. Amazing. Yeah, you definitely have that. There's no question in my mind that you have that. <laughs> you have that. And like it was high school and everyone was like, you're not fooling anyone. Well, guess what? You know, okay, back like, in the day, sure as part of their swag, they had like winter hats that were red and black stripes. And I'm pretty sure it's still in my closet because there's no way I've been able to get rid of that. Like <laughs> even though when I put it on my head... I could only, like, pull off certain kinds of winter hats, you know? I love when you see somebody walking around in, like, a knit skull cap, and it's kind of up and jaunty, and it looks great. Uh, They don't always work on me. Like, maybe I have a big head or something, but it has to be the right hat. But this Rent original swag, original Broadway company swag, friends, like, that you could buy. I mean, it wasn't something I got from anybody in the cast, but we're talking that's how long ago. We're talking... 1996. Um, Good year. I graduated from high school in 1996. You're welcome. You do the math, which was a line that was cut from Legally Blonde that Kate Weatherhead's character said as I remember that from our Orphe episode. Yes. You do the math. 
It was great. It was hilarious. I'm really sad that one was gone. But, you know, you got to kill your baby sometimes. Anyway, what was I saying? I don't know. Knit cap. I put it on my head, and I can't really wear it, and I've kept it all of these years later, unless maybe in a Marie Kondo I got rid of it, but I would put money on the fact that it's still in that closet. But I can't wear it because it literally looks like a condom on my head. Like it just, <laughs> it just is not, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. There are people that walk around with jaunty knit caps that look gently like condoms, but this is like literally Jimmy hat scenario. Please welcome to the stage, jaunty knit. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. I 100% have a rent scarf. That I saw when they were on tour in Madison, Wisconsin, and, and I had to sit in stripes. Yeah, and it says five hundred twenty-five thousand yes, six hundred yes. on, on the flip side. I want to see if I can. Find Someone, it. because it's a leap year, somebody posted like the uh, how many minutes are in this year, and asked that all local productions of Rent adjust their lyrics. Oh my god, that's ha! so funny. Um, See, speak- like, look, this hat, which you would think would be awesome, it just looks weird. My head's too big. It just doesn't look cute but- on, like, a jaunty... It's a little cancer patient. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. a tight fit. I told you I still have <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> I told you I still have It looks like a big yeah. sock. It is truly... It looks like a stocking you'd hang up on Christmas. The hats, you guys. It is the Seven very well-known dwarves because in history. You, just can't. you can't, okay? You can't. Please don't take that off. Please. I'm smoky. I'm smoky, the eighth dwarf, okay? Because maybe can you put this on the um, Insta? Yeah. On the podcast. I'll yeah. take a picture of Paul it. Dwarf. Yeah, you're gonna get hot. Yeah, because this way when I'll the flap be- is back, it's like a smurf hat on me, kind of. You know what I mean? You look so like a keyboard hat on the top. And then on the back, it just looks dumb. Like, it just does not fit my head correctly. It looks like you maybe bought it at Hot Topic and they're matching, um, like, fingerless opera-length gloves. It is truly kind of hot. Like, I wish that it could be a thing, but it just can't. Not on my head. And yet, I probably should give this to the Broadway flea market and somebody will be able to actually wear it. Um... Here's the thing. There's so many shows that I don't know, but Rent is not one of them. That is one that I know, like, intimately. I wasn't into people who were, like, teenagers. I wanted them to be B.B. Newworth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fair. I was I like, eight? I'd like to see no. B.B. Newworth in Rent. No. <laughs> who would you like to see her play? Maureen. I want to see her over the moon. <laughs> Imagine Lilith Crane doing over the moon. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Lilith Crane. Mm. Anyway, hi. Hi, babes. Um, so we haven't had you on the podcast in quite some time. I know, I know. Can you believe it's also, by the way, been almost an actual year since Kinky Boots closed? Almost a whole year. So I wanted to ask you about that. Like, mm-hmm. what is that process? What is closing a Broadway show like? Did what you have is to that strike the set? Process? <laughs> Did you steal shit? You guys had notice, I... so you it wasn't. Um, Mm-hmm. An abrupt closing. You we had a lot of notice, which was plenty of time to process that that was a truth that was going to happen. Yes, I'm so sorry about all the grapes. I'm um, glad that this isn't picking up at all. Great. Do you need a different just, table? Just put it where you're speaking, which is over here, okay. as opposed to away from it. Everything's great. Um, it's fine. 
we had a lot of notice, which was amazing. And look, how Jig and Daryl uh, Roth, who are producers, were just like the most incredible, like above board humans ever. They took such good care of us at that show. They really, really always did. Um, and, you know, it was amazing that they gave us so much notice. It was also gently tricky to have that much notice because, you know, it's that thing when you do a really long run, which is different than when you only do a show for like three months or like six months, you know, where you can like really, really cherish everyone. And I'm not saying that I didn't like, you know, well, maybe I am saying I didn't cherish every performance. That's not true. Like I still always like loved, you know, the job and having the gig and being there with my friends and like doing that show and being there with the audiences and having that communion, all of that. Like I never lost respect for that in any way, but also when you do it for five and a half years, eight days a week and you like literally, and most major holidays, 50 weeks a year, like it's just, it just technically is, you know, it's a job and it's, and there are days that you're like, you know what? Um, I think I want to call in sick tonight sick of work because I just need to have a mental health day. Somebody did that. Not at Kinky Boots, but it's a legend at like Chicago or something at some show. Sick of work? Yes. Yes. <laughs> she called in and she was sick. She was sick of work. And like that is hysterical. That's a thing. God live your life. Uh, that's hysterical. Um, so I guess my point is, is that having six months notice was great because that allowed us to like get our lives together save all your money, et cetera, et cetera. Like start auditioning, get, get gigs happening, everybody, blah, blah, blah. It was awesome to have that much notice. But then also you get to a point where it's like, remember when you had senioritis your senior year of high school and you were like, can we just get to graduation? Like what's happening? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And to have six months was kind of like a lot of time. Sure. Like if we maybe only had three months, Maybe wouldn't have as mm -hmm. much money saved. So again, thank you, Daryl and Hal, for telling us that. But emotionally, it was a tricky thing sometimes to, to ride balance. that. You know what I mean? To ride that line of like, oh my God, this is so amazing and spe special and magical. And I'm going to miss every single person in this building when it's over. Um, but also like, but also how ignorance is it not is over yet? How is it not over yet? We've yeah. known for six months. Like, right. how is it not over yet? I remember... and. I How want, am I still telling people we're closing? Right. I want to share this. <laughs> but you might have to cut it if I come off as sounding terrible. <laughs> but I remember it was like our final week and it was Wednesday. And so we had had a show on Tuesday and had our Wednesday matinee. And I think it was Wednesday night that I literally was like, <laughs> it was that weird thing where I remember saying to the girls, I was like, do we really have to do this five more times? <laughs> what? Like, because it was just that weird thing. And then cut to Sunday night where I'm like weeping literally throughout sure. the entire show. I mean, literally yeah, the most beautiful that? thing in the world, just crying like a baby. Which, you know, like we all, we would all get emotional during the show when people would leave. Like when some of our most beloved folks would be, you know, leaving, you couldn't help but like cry during the show. And, um, Especially also during that opening, like when a really beloved Charlie would leave because he's up there and we're literally cheersing him and like, mm -hmm. we love you, Charlie. You're leaving the factory. You know, we couldn't <laughs> help but be like into it. So, of course, like just tears the entire, entire time. Um, but it was also like amazing and magical. And that 
That performance. Come here, Betty. That performance was lit A F. Tell us everything. Energy that was just in the house was so incredible because the house was filled with, you know, people that love the show. You know, uh, people that were involved in the production. We all got to have people there. So, and and there were like some mega fans that got to come. It was just literally so insane and magical. And then we had this fabulous party. Scampy, come over here. I know. Hold on, hold on. I know. He has to come sit with me. Did he go on the pad? Oh, did he? You know what? Did he go? I'll just give you a treaty anyway. He's trained me. Definitely not the other way around. The other way around. He definitely has trained my ass. Um, so then we go to the party, which is like super fun, and you know, uh, Tori was there, who was the original Queen. Pat. So that was really cool, and Anna Lee was there, and it was awesome. But then the next day, I went to the theater at around like two to take the rest of my stuff out of my dressing room, <gasps> and that was insane because. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We just closed the night before. I got there, and I looked on stage, and the factory was gone. The quick change booth was gone. The props, like, wall was gone. It was all gone. And I was just like, this is so fucking weird. Mm -hmm. And I had actually, like, spoken with one of our dear crew guys the night before, Chris, Um, because they were saying they were like, you know, people wanted some of the stained glass windows from the set. And I was like, um, is there an extra one? Because I want one of those. He totally saved me a stained glass window. Amazing. Which is amazing. Totally amazing. How long were you in it? But it was crazy. It was crazy to walk in there and like see that it was all gone. And to this day, and this is ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. But to this day, I've not been able to like walk by the theater since that day. I have been in Midtown, in Hell's Kitchen, eight million times, and I will literally walk a different direction. I have eaten outside at Five Napkin Burger on that street, but you can't see it from there, so I was like, I'm fine. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I know that. But there is something just so kind of like... Brigadoon about it all, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't exist there anymore. We all, did, we all did that, Kinky Boots, the, all of the people that did that show the whole time. I was there five and a half years. There were people that were there for the whole time, which was six plus out of town, which makes it like seven or something like that. And the workshops, people that were involved with it for years and years and years. And, um, you know, it, and literally they changed the building, they did all of this work. On uh, on the Hirschfeld for Moulin Rouge, they literally like got rid of like built out the wall in this alley in the back way to like make the bar bigger. They took out all they redid all the carpeting, which means that you have to take out all of the seats that are that the audience sits in to redo the carpeting. Yeah. They did that, so I just kind of can't. And I have had friends from the show who've been like, I went by and I like saw Joe and I saw Dwayne and like you know our crew and our doorman and the you know ushers like all of those people stay the same right it's the actors and the hair people and the crew and all of that 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 changes but the house crew and the house people are still there yeah and you know 
I was, there is a part of me, they were like, go, go say hi, they would love to see you, you know, but I still haven't done it yet, which is kind of gently, I think, fucked, because it's almost a year, but um, <laughs> that's where I am, uh, that's where I am on that. That being said, like, it's been a great year, and do I, like, miss doing the show at this point? No, like, it was a beautiful, wonderful run, and I had the best time, and, like, had such a blast with those folks, and, like, have like no regret no regrets um except maybe saving a little bit more money <laughs> but um it was it was magic and amazing i'll put a laugh track in there thank you <laughs> live studio audience yes yes what was for you the moment in the show during the closing that you just really uh held on to oh god i don't even know I can't even tell you. I think, I mean, the thing that comes to mind is just something I have like a picture of, which Mm -hmm. is the finale of me and the finale. Somebody took it out in the audience. And I think um, it's like me and like Jerry hugging on stage, you know, which is really cool. Jerry Herman, everyone. Jerry Herman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Jerry Mitchell, who we love. But like, you know, God, they're like, my life has changed because of that show, the friendships that I made, like the girls, we call each other the slags. The slaggies and I are still on a text chain. We just like all got together the other night and had dinner and you know, like those friendships are so deep. And of course, Kevin Smith Kirkwood remains supreme. Um, Who will be directing it? I Weather know. I know. I know. I think my dad and I might go see it. That's so cute. That's <laughs> so awesome. My dad actually was like, That's I saw amazing. on Facebook that Kevin's doing it. We have to go. <laughs> I'm like, you want to drive? Let's do it, dad. <laughs> Road yes. trip. Road trip. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. And like, people are doing it all over. You know, Nathan Peck yeah. has been directing it. And like, Westchester so many... Dinner Theater is doing it. Toby's Dinner Theater in Columbia, Maryland was like, I think, one of the first in that region to get Kinky Boots. So, Uh, yeah, come on, come through, come through EC style. Are you going to go and do a one night only like homecoming encore as Pat? I mean, the pivotal role of Pat. I should. I should. I should pull the leather tight. Make it a benefit. I should pull the leather tight and I should say the worst joke in the whole show, which, you know was a burden I had to carry for five and a half years, but that's okay. Because once you figure it out and got to laugh, it's beautiful. However, I would say one out of 10, maybe sometimes one out of eight, maybe sometimes one out of 15. It really would just depend. There would be like crickets, A, F, and it would just get no laugh at all, and it would be just the worst. And I would look up stage, and I would look at the Lauren and be like, oh, fuck, man, that was just terrible. And then I'd look at Jen Perry, who would be behind her sewing machine, laughing in my face <laughs> because it was terrible. Both Adina and Jen Perry would be, like, laughing in my face upstage. Ever. We had no... Um, uh, no lack of fucking laughs and great times in that building, truly. It was, we were doing kinky boots, you know what I mean? It was such a fun, uplifting show. The audience had such a great time. We knew we were telling such a beautiful story. Like, you change the world when you change your mind. Like, that was one of my favorite, you know, 
moments in the show is like when you when Don would come out at the end and mm-hmm. in those boots and people would freak the hell out as they should. I would always say to Danny, I'd be like, "This is your Super Bowl mo- moment, honey. Go get it. Totally. You're at the Super Bowl right now." Because like the audience would they go lose nuts. their damn minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the emotional heart of the show. Yeah. Like twist surprise. Um, <laughs> surprise. Don is the heart of the show, you guys. Anyhow. Because he dons gay apparel. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, also, by the way, why are there two... Of all the names that you can name women, why are there two Patricias in the factory? There is a Trish and there is a Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps it's possible that I'm just Pat. <laughs> you know, and maybe it's possible that Jen Perry was just Trish, but she well, also could have been Patricia, and I also could have been Patricia, Patricia. Two very different versions of that name. Well, clearly, clearly, clearly. Um, also, for the record, part of my storyline that I created when I got the show was that uh, Mr. Price and Pat were having an affair, and he actually did die um, on top of me. And he died doing what he loved. So, well, you know, it was always you've always brilliant... been partial to Ping. <laughs> <It's> re... <laughs> I will murder you tonight. <laughs> Say goodbye. Call your mom. It's happening. <laughs> Say your goodbye. Where the will is. You brought it on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Price. Definitely definitely boning. Definitely. Uh Shout out to Steven Berger, the actor, who's like 65, who played that part. Love you, Steven. Shifting gears, we have not had you on since you dropped your debut single, Get Into It, Oh my Queen. God, has it been that long? Yeah. Ah! Oh my God. I think we last had you maybe with Jason Powell post... <sighs> um, yes, the Judy. The Judy. Oh, which I thought November. about last night. Wow. I loved that show. He was so good in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great night. Yes, Seeing he and Ryan O'Connor last night and Ryan O'Connor show just made me miss the podcast. I've never so seen them much. together. It, I mean, and isn't that magical? It's, it's my dream. When he walked into the rehearsal the other day, I just literally died. It Did was you a, not know? Uh, I think I knew that he was doing it, yes, but I just like died when he walked in the room because I was like, oh my. That's so sweet. Legend, legend, legend. <laughs> yeah, they're perfect. Totally. They're His soulmates. voice, it's just like... Yes! Such a distinct voice. Yes, yes. Agreed. It's my chicken soup. <laughs> oh, I love them so much. Yeah. Sorry, shifting gears. Uh, yeah, get into it, queen. Get into it, queen. How has that been? Honey, it's been so fun. Are you kidding me? The response me? is... Above and beyond. People are into it, queens, um, which is really Drag great. queens have done it, and that's... Drag queens have done it, which was... I mean, dream. that's really, like, when I, you know, knew that I have arrived. I've I've arrived. This is... You are the center square. I mean, this is literally... If, if this is where I peak, then I'm 
I feel like I'm cool with that. I feel like I'm pretty cool with that. Um, it's been played at gay weddings, gay bars. It's been played at gay weddings? Well, the one I was at because I played it. Yes! That is so incredible. Um, like, at is, a dance floor moment. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean it wasn't during not the during ceremony? Not during the ceremony? <laughs> you were talking about stepping with fried shrimp yeah. and, tiny, and tiny peens in the ceremony? No? That's weird. It's crazy when I've sung it and people have sung it back to me. Um, my friend Billy covered it and sang it in his show, which made me die. And then when he was going over the lyrics with me... <laughs> <laughs> he got one of them wrong in such a spectacular way that I'm like, I actually kind of want this to be the hot, uh, the uh, alternate lyric. So in the song, in case you aren't familiar with it, um, you can also find the video on YouTube. Natalie, uh, Miss Natalie, Get Into It Queen. We're also available on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find digital music, blah, 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 blah. What a pitch. What a I'm... tight ass pitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, your pitch is so tight. Oh, it's the the tightest pitch of the world. Anyway. Yeah, exactly, Scan. <laughs> Thank you. And Scampy for the win. Um, anyway, so in the song, we talk about the things that you can actually get into. Like yourself, this party, this vibe. Gun, 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 gun. And then we go into things you can actually get into. Like a hot tub, a sleeping bag, community college. So hot tub. A hot tub. When Billy sent me the rehearsal track, because God bless him, he did. He was like, get into it. A Pop-Tart. <laughs> ah! <laughs> pop-tart. A Pop-Tart. Is that what he thought he, is that what he thought yes. he, she said? Yes. Oh my yes. God, I'm that's so what he idiot. thought the lyric was. I mean, I and, love a Pop-Tart. And, he, and that's what he said. I was like, oh my God, Pop-Tart. I'm deceased. And he was like, oh my God, well, you know, I do love a Pop-Tart. I was like, you are hysterical. A Pop-Tart. Um, yeah. So anyway, the pop- Maybe that's like for him only. Like Sondheim would rewrite... Um, I'm still here, or he would do different lyrics right. for specific right. things. Right, right. So maybe his lyric that only he gets to sing is Pop Tart. Is Pop Tart. Yeah, I'm here for it, Queen. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I love that people are into it and find it hilarious and fun and hopefully empowering because that was the spirit in which it, it was intended. It's an anthem. I mean, you yeah. could have a you could have a shitty song and a really awesome music video or a really shitty music video and a really awesome song. You nailed both of them. Can't, 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 and you know it. So well done. It's such an earworm. The entire uh, Disney theatrical so office is obsessed own... with it. Yes. Yes. Your own pride float. You're ready for it. Honey, I could not be more ready for it. 100%. Do that's that true. music video on a float? Would be really the best thing ever. Just fried shrimp dry queens on a float. Like, 1 million percent. Um, well, but it was such a brainchild. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Joel Wagoner, Brian Nash and I, we wrote the majority of it. John Hill helped us out with the bridge. Um, and we literally wrote it uh, with the intention of like, I wanted it. To, we wanted it to be hilarious and totally a bop. But I really was like, I want this to be my. Can I get an amen? Like, I want yes. this to be an empowering. Yeah. Like, get into yourself. Like, let's all like just, you know, put our ass up, tits a out, get on the, the summer, scene, if you will. Exactly. And then the video was 
insane and one of the craziest things I've ever done because like I've clearly done my own shows like a million times so I know what that beast is but to do a shoot is so different and to like literally self-produce it it was like me and Jason Patrick Sands and Shay Sullivan and Matthew Reich who were like the main like kind of figuring it all how out. do we make this beast come alive yeah exactly yeah. first of all what's it gonna look like what's it gonna be what are these shots where are we doing them and we didn't think small because that's not like who we are yeah. and that was Thank like god i mean truly like it was the thing that i did after the show closed because i was like i need some creative thing to like throw myself into and so that's what we did we had like five locations we went to coney island we went to new jersey to film in a Dairy Queen. I was just doing my taxes and looking at all the receipts from last year. <laughs> no, what a nightmare. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I sent the music video, by the way, to my accountant, and he wrote me back today and was like, I love it. You should be so proud of yourself. He's amazing. He's, like, married and has, like, four kids in Long Island, and I am obsessed with him. He's, like, the best because he always gets me money back. And anyway, I, I know that there's probably nobody else that loves their accountant the way that I love my accountant. It's, I love my accountant. Yeah, I re- it's really intense. Like, you know, I'm it's really so happy deep. that he's so happily married, but Mine just if he could get it. He could get it. a coffee mug. <laughs> yes, his, yes. Like, thing. like, he just did a Vista print, like, order all. Amazing. Like, the business starter pack. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Cheers. Can't be, stop it. Somebody's in the hall doing something. But he also does Joel's taxes. And I was like, be on the lookout. He's in the video. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, hilarious. Anyway, um, yeah, get into it, Queen. It was so fun. Oh, but I found a receipt for the zip card that I wrote um, a little note on Uh that was just like, Dairy Queen scouting, which was me literally (laughs) going to New Jersey and driving around in a zip car by, I think just with me and the dog, driving around like at night looking for Dairy Queens and taking pictures and sending them to Jason being like, I think this one is the one because it's hilarious in its own little hut as opposed to this one that I found. Which was in like a strip mall as opposed to this one I found. A strip mall. Get into it. Exactly. A strip mall. <laughs> a pop tart. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. It's so good. Congratulations. Oh my God. Thank you so much. And like literally shout out to everyone that helped make it happen, which is actually the both of you as well. The, the both of you were involved. Associate producer over here. <laughs> featured uh, featured a 70s Honeywell experience. I mean, it was really like such a fun, amazing time. And like to get, I mean, all of my friends like came out of the woodwork to help make that happen, which was like truly amazing. I mean, we took it to the streets. We actually literally did take it to the streets. Take it to the streets! What can you tell us about Limpica? Oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Literally, I've been crying over that music since like 2013. I actually found out I was getting kinky boots on the train ride back from doing a reading of Lampika at Yale in 2013. And so, which is crazy. Yikes. And I, yeah, that was just like a crazy I didn't I realize just, it's been around that it's long. It's been around that long. And so it was around even before then, right? So it was one of those readings where it's like six people doing the whole show. So I played like four different parts. I played the one I am playing now. I played um, the Baroness. I played... 
something else and I also played like a 14 year old um but anyway it's so the show is so beautiful the show is so beautiful what can I tell you the music is out of control Matthew Gold who is our writer his music like composer his music is just so insane and there are moments that are so like sweeping and epic and also you're like, of the in witness it. Uganda yes 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 Matt Gold um I saw that at second stage I also saw Matt. it there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was so great. So the music is so incredible. So you feel like sometimes you're in a big, sweeping, epic musical theater moment and it's like revolution and we're like, it's all happening. And then somehow now we're in a Rihanna song. So there are like cool <gasps> beats and stuff. Like the music is incredible and has so many different fun vibes. Like it's very, it's grand and epic and also modern, which is so exciting. It's like is. But Plus like, Rihanna. Yeah, in 2020 Plus with fucking award. lesbians. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, it's so awesome. What a twist. Right? Twist. What if we hear Little Innocent Sister? <laughs> and so then also Carson Kreitzer, who is our is our book writer, playwright. Uh, she is a fucking queen. She's so awesome and so smart and such a poet. So, like, these lyrics, like, there is, like, it's like Lampica's Tamara de Lampica. It's like her paintings, honey, layer on layer on layer. Like it's so she's so incredible. And of course, we're all being led by like Rachel Chafkin, who is such a mega queen. Like she's such a mega queen. And also, shout out Maryland girl. What's up, fellow Marylander? She's she's amazing and incredible. And like truly such a queen. Apparently, word on the street is that we're going to have um two days off during rehearsal she's gonna have rehearsal days be like 10 to 7 as opposed to 10 to 6 which I'm sure at like at like 6.15 we're all gonna be like cracked out as fuck because in rehearsals I know like once you come back for lunch and it's 4 o'clock you are insane like your brain has become mush it's kind of the witching hour like and I feel like everyone who's totally. ever... If you want to rob me, now's the time right. to do it. If anybody, anyone who's ever been a rehearsal in a rehearsal experience will agree that 4, 4.30 is when shit hits the fan. And, like, you're very lucky if you can retain what's happening. <laughs> you're very lucky. So we might be a little crazed at that 6.15 wishing hour, honey. But, like, we'll have two days off. And she was like, yeah, it's the future. Like, get into it, Queens. Yes. <laughs> and so that's like, I mean, of course, the producers won't do that when we have to do the shows, but we'll uh, that's all days really... off because you'll be quarantined. Oh my God, don't even talk to me about that. Don't. We have to do the show. It has to get out in the world. And that's what's really exciting is that <laughs> I want the world to, like, it would be amazing for the world to see this because, you know, people have been working on this piece for so long and it's just so good I have been crying to the demos of Matt singing these songs Matt singing Woman Is which if any of you out there have not heard Woman Is do yourself a favor go to YouTube immediately Lampika Woman Is find it and be ready to gag be ready have the Kleenex (laughs) with you be ready to die it's so good I have been the crazy girl weeping on the subway to that music like truly truly Woman Is is like a budding lesbian's fucking dream song. Like, I truly 
cried on that on the subway so many times to it. It's so good. And like Eden Espinosa is, is such a queen. Amber is such a queen. Andrew Szymanski is so incredible. Like the cast is like filled with incredible people. It's going to be, I think it's going to be really magical. And I really am excited for the world to get to see it because it's so good. It's just so good. And we didn't preface this by saying, you're going to be in Lampica. Yes. At, at La, Jolla. La Jolla. Yes. At La Jolla Playhouse. Give us the dates. Um, I leave April 1st. Oh, God. I don't remember exactly. I'm there for three months. So if you find yourself in San Diego. Yeah. Give me two seconds. I can look this up um, and tell you exactly when it is. But yes, I. you know what? Also, I'm super psyched to get out of town for a minute yes. and have a change of scenery. Of course. Get and vitamin D. Oh, yeah. So many Ds. <laughs> but also. Um, and you'll be so close to Mexico with those two days off. Right? And we'll be in San Diego. You know what I mean? Which will also be beautiful. We're going to go to like um, Disney. You know what I mean? It's going to be amazing. Um, It's really going to be incredible. And I can't wait. I can't wait for a little change of scenery. I can't wait to have a job. (laughs) That's going to be great. To have something to, a creative thing to really throw myself into again. Um, You know, this past year has been, since Kinky Closed, has actually been incredible. Like, I've, I've, I, you know, feel like I've done some really fun things and, like, gotten to work and, like, do my cabaret stuff and travel and get to take that Not to mention have daylight hours and night hours that well, you had sacrificed for five and a half years. Well, it's been kind of, yes. The thing that's been weird is this last month, I think, has been the weirdest of the year since we closed because I had a gig in February and then nothing. You know, just little mm-hmm. small like concerts here and there where I'm singing with people, which is awesome and fun. But no, like, you know, necessarily like paid gigs. <laughs> and, you know, um, I'm not doing my own show before I leave. It's just like scheduling and stuff. It's not really going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, but yeah, it's been, I've, I've, I've felt the unemployment the most <laughs> in the past month. But, you know, um, that is part of what this gig is, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm psyched. I'm really psyched to go out there and work on this piece that I think is so beautiful, yeah. so timely. I mean, there's so many, uh, like, it, it. the world needs to see it. It's time. It's time. And so that being said, uh-huh, segue. We have our first performance on May 19th, opening on May 13th, and we're, I mean, May 31st, I'm sorry, and then we run until June 28th. So essentially, end Amazing. of middle of May, middle of May through the end of June, San Diego. You'll be back just in time for the fireworks. <laughs> Sound like Felicia Rashad on the Bernarda Alba um, album. That is the deepest of cuts. I I do not know of the reference. I know. You'll have to show it to me. Yeah, you're missing out. You'll have to show it to me. Just like All About Eve. You'll have to school me, queen. I've been sending Felicia Rashad as a gif recently. And uh, frequently. Doing what? doing what? There's so many. I just <gasps> Can I look ask you up. guys one of my favorite questions? Yes. And I also have one more Felicia Rashad thing to talk about. This is Felicia okay. Rashad related. Uh-huh. Felicia Rashad related. If <laughs> separated, separated. If I were to throw a party where you came dressed as your favorite Felicia Rashad, oh my god, I'll kill you. What would yours be? Cosby Show. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously. That's all I know. But, like, which opening sequence? Oh! oh. I need to see them side by when side because I can't jazz, remember. where they're all dressed up when he's the, like, in the tux. The pink dress. Or the, the one where they're, like, island I think it's, yeah. I think it's pink dress against the gray background. Yeah. Just the like, the, like, the very operatic, like, there's pillars Sorry. and... Which one do you... Was that your pick as well? No. My, I mean, mine. my pick is not a Cosby show. Okay, what's yours? Mine... I'm, this is the inherent difference between you and I. <laughs> Mine's TV related. My plan A is Tornado and the Wiz. Again, call your mother and mm. say goodbye because you're being murdered tonight by me. My plan B is Pit Singer and Dream Girls. Goodbye. You are excused. You are excused. This is your chance. I'm letting you go. Or like you stay and you pay Felicia the price. Felicia Ayers Allen moment. Oh my God. God bless you. God bless you. So when we did um, <laughs> when we did Silence the Musical, Silence the Musical, which was the musical version of Silence of the Lambs, which was hi- 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 hysterical. Now, I was not in the original company. I was a, a swing, which taught me that I don't ever need to swing again because that shit is fucking hard and terrible, and I am not cut out for that cloth. Um because you never go on. You never go on. And then you're, you're like, I haven't done this shit in three months. And now I'm on? What's happening? It's terrible. <laughs> it sounds like a full-on nightmare. Yeah. It's fucking not. It's not Some my Some people jam. are very Some people good are at it. very good at it. And I, and, and I respect bless. the fuck out of them because their brain works in a way that mine doesn't. Well, they're firefighters. Yeah. Right? They're firefighters. Yes. The, the f- fucking horn blows and they mm. get down that pole and then they have to do something they haven't done in three months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, swings are truly the MVPs of all time. And yes, God bless. Are you a good understudy? I don't want to do any of that. I just don't. because. And luckily, knock on wood, have not had to do much of that. Um, sure. Yeah. Praise. Because... You have to be able to have that I can do this at any time. And if it was my own show, I can do my own show at any time because I can get up and do my own thing. To have to go be a, and I don't mean disrespect by this, but to be in a, to be a cog in a machine, to be a piece with other people, like, and to have to say those lines and have like, my friend Jake Oldmark, Oldmark is understanding like the two main guys in the inheritance and two other guys who like have like you know a supporting parts. I was like, babe, how are you not you're shitting your pants constantly I because he, yeah right? right he literally has two plays he has the entire two plays memorized yeah you know in his body and like has gone on and it's been great because Jake is a Huge. fucking rock star. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I, that would stress me out too much. I feel like I already get, I can already sometimes stress myself out just doing my track. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like truly, sure. I truly could stress myself out myself and I'm doing my own track. Like the idea that I would have to go on and do something else that is not the thing that I'm used to in that environment is very stressful to me. Sure. I just feel like I would have to be wearing some Depends just in case. Stop trying to convince us to cast you as the understudy. (laughs) 
<laughs> please. We get it. You're amazing. Please, please, please don't. Please, please cast me in the part <laughs> and let me rock that out. Um, don't, yeah, don't. And also the thing about, I mean, in that regard, I'm safe. Nobody's going to cast me as a swing because you have to dance. So it's already not my gig. <laughs> it's already not my gig. Ooh. What do you talk? Honey, honey. God, I'm a mover. <laughs> that's all I got. I mean, that's a, a mover who moves well. Ugh, not even. Maybe there's Broadway U-Haul. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She's a mover. Yeah. Got it. Once it's in my body, I can sell it. It is the process of getting it into my body that is challenging because there are people that know how to learn that very quickly in a room and I am not one of those people. So I definitely remember during Legally Blonde the Musical getting Rusty Mowry at every five minute break, at every 10 minute break being like, babe, can we please run the Irish step dance right now? Because I literally was like, I cannot get fired. (laughs) I cannot get fired from my first Broadway show. Jerry Mitchell is in this room. He is so full out. Oh my God, I do not want to fuck this up. Can we run it? A five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> like literally did that constantly. It's just not my, um, it's not my natural um, comfy place. Much like understudying. <laughs> oh wait, Felicia Rashad, Silence the Musical. Understudied. Let me oh. finish that. So in the top of the thing, um, the opening number, which was hilarious. I can't actually even remember how it started, but there was a moment where we went gunk, gunk. Now, you can't see that podcast, people. So imagine, imagine, um, <laughs> imagine Alexis from Schitt's Creek and her little hands, and imagine putting your right one out and then putting your left one over it. <laughs> Okay, gow, gow. And we were literally all dressed as lambs. We had lambs' ears and hooves <laughs> on. And so these are your Alexis Maloof hands. hooves. Yeah, we have Maloof hooves on. So Alexis, <laughs> 3% of the bombs. So um, Alexis' hands, hoof, hoof. And this, you know, this is the silence of the lambs, hoof. Hoof. And literally, Chris Catelli's direction, which my friend Howie told me when he put me into the show, was... When you do the hoof hoof, just do it very Felicia Rashad. Like, just Felicia Rashad hoof hoof. Like, pulled and, like, elegant and poised as fuck. (laughs) Hoof hoof, honey, Felicia Rashad. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, yes. That was the direction was Felicia Rashad hoof hoof. Byron and I went to this thing at NYU once that was Mm -hmm. just kind of, like, free and open to the public and you could essentially watch it was like part Q&A and part watch Felicia work with NYU students on Tennessee Williams oh it was like four and a half hours long (laughs) amazing but we went and we were riveted yes yes (gasps) yes she's a queen she is a queen she is a queen. I have one story about Felicia Rashad as well. Yes. Is this a new question for the pod? What's, what's, what's your, your Felicia Rashad? Yeah. Um, when I did what's your Felicia Rashad Burroughs? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yep, 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 yep. That's a yes. Can I tie him up and you beat? Well, you're obviously the living daylight in this tonight because I've told you that it's happening. 
I've told the world it's happening, but so you're either I get on the train. Yeah, you're already going down with me, so you're gonna have to help me at this point. And I'm scared of heights, so I'm not gonna jump. All right, you brought it on yourself. You brought Ooh, it. that placement. On. I know, honey. She's very resonant. Yeah. What was it? Okay, Felicia Rashad. Yes. <laughs> Sitting on the edges of your seats. Um, when I did classes at UCB, I named our group Felicio Rashad. And that's my Felicio fel- Rashad. And that is my Felicia Rashad story. You are also dismissed. Mm hmm. This is your time, guys. We can wrap it up right also, now. Also, how you can sexy to see another day. was fucking Felicia Rashad on The Cosby Show? Oh, yeah. Like the sexiest mom of all time, the oh sexiest wife of all mm-hmm. time. When she would like <gasps> wear those sweaters with the sleeves hiked up. I love just silhouettes. It was it was kind of like a sturdy shoulder and then kind of like a waist. Yeah, a waist. Yeah, yeah. and oh, just like gorgeous, hysterical. like gorgeous hair. Yeah, she just was her soft. Hair looked like unstoppable. The hair just like looked like yeah. She was just nailing, nailing, nailing. And the way she glared at him. Mm. We did get into it, Queen. We did Lampika. We did Kinky Boots closing. What Gosh, have you done between this... Kinky Boots closing and now? Oh, I ha- it's been real fun. What have you been getting boat? into? What have I been getting into? Yeah. Um, well, I did get into a queen. Did I did a, a little something called the Sydney Cabaret Festival, really? which was yes. freaking awesome. Yes. And I got to be in Australia for two weeks. And Jennifer Holiday was like the kind of, you know. Your opener? No. <laughs> yes, yes. She opened for me. Uh, <laughs> she was like the headliner. And it was so great. And I got to like meet these artists like from all over the world you know there were Brits there there were Australians there I finally got to meet Kim David Smith we've only had the same manager for like a fucking decade you've never met we had never met and we finally met in Australia and had little apartments right around the corner from each other and like had the best time I know he's such a dream Ruben K okay if you don't know who he is which you probably don't because he's like a I, he's Australian originally, but like lives in London and like does the whole. Um, I think he lives in London and he does the whole like Europe circuit. Like he is incredible. The original Ruby K, Ruben K. Look him up on Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Find him. He is so good. He is so funny. He is such a brilliant, smart, fast mind. Like the crowd work that he does with people, like the character that he's created in so many ways. Like I, we are very much cut from the same cloth that has like glitter and sparkles and eyelash glue and jizz all over the cloth. Like that is from which we are cut. He is hilarious. He is so awesome. Please find him. He was one of my takeaway, oh, like, wow, kind of, like, changed my life. He was so, so what good. What a Yelp review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana yeah. will have to go to London and um, get him on the podcast. If he ever been come, to London. Yeah, if he ever comes here, like, we have to see him perform. He is truly so Fun. fucking awesome. And he wears, like, I mean, he wears a, a, a top lash and a bottom lash. I mean, get the fuck out of here he's so awesome upstairs and downstairs yeah but he's also like he's not in full drag you know what I mean he has boy hair he wears boy clothes but he is like glammed out as hell and like has a microphone that has like truly like a ponytail a weave hanging off of it no 
Yeah, man. He, so he's he gets fucking, it. Yeah, oh, he gets it. He's glittered as fuck. He yeah. understands this world. He is amazing. Yeah. Sold. It was like meeting him was kind of like coming home. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I. As I RuPaul see would you. say, he's found out that the world is a hoax. Oh, that sure. This whole world is a hoax. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, got he's got his fucking fingers on all of it. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and my friend Trevor Ashley, he ran the whole thing. So huge shout out to him. Uh, he brought me out there. He brought Brian and I out there. And I met Trevor doing Atlantis cruises. And Trevor's amazing. He um, has done so much in Australia. He was uh, in the original Priscilla out there. He did um, the Edna Turnblad and Hairspray. Cool. You know, he does his own shows, Pantos, etc. It's like he's he's awesome. So Australia was the bomb it was really really fun and then um i did leah delaria has a club in provincetown so brian and i had a little residency up there and did uh eight weeks there but we would go back and forth so that was like some interesting travel i definitely Mm -hmm. definitely definitely could not stop throwing up on the um like really no. like fast boat from Boston to Provincetown there had been no. like a really really terrible like um i don't know like there had been a tornado or something recently some kind of horrible weather system and the let me just tell you honey oh, no. yeah it was choppy as fuck and drew what key my dear friend who was the musical director because Brian yeah. couldn't do it that week drew and i had just gone to <laughs> we had just gone to 7-Eleven to live our, like, no. travel. No. <laughs> yeah. was, like, so Cheetos. We, like, ate every kind of carby chip. Like, I yeah. was filled to the brimlet with so no. much ammunition to just continuously vomit. And I just couldn't stop. No. You can probably, no. like, pick them I out. Like, that's a yeah, Reese's yeah, Peanut Butter yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here comes the sun chip. Yeah, it was. Ooh, pizza combos. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. over the side of the boat? No, or? no, literally like in a bag. You had like a thing. on my. Yeah, and yeah. like a bunch of people were puking. Oh, Drew and no. people next to me not puking. It was Stand By Me. It was the I puke scene. A complete and total barfarama. Exactly. And the dude in front of me, at one point, it got so. It, I felt it coming again. And like, I, at one point, I was like, Drew, give me that bag. He was in the middle of telling me a story. He was about to launch into something. And I was like, I just had this moment where I was like, I'm really sorry, because I want to hear what you're about to say. No. But I need a moment. <laughs> I'm not ready <laughs> to receive it. Because I felt it. it coming, and I was like, you're going to have to empty that 7-Eleven bag and give it to me right now. And then I proceeded to throw up all over myself no. and the bag. Thank God I was wearing a tank top that was so low cut, so I barely <laughs> got it on the tank top and mostly on my chest. Thank God Scampi was being a dream. No. It was just like sitting next to me like he didn't give a fuck. Like he was like, no, oh, I'm fine. Like he was fine. The dude at one point I had to throw up again. I mean, I'm talking about like no. I threw up like in six or seven bags. Like I just could Nightmare. not. I could not stop. And the dudes in front of me had a bag because they came out and handed bags out to people, you know. And I just literally was like, excuse me, sir, can I have that bag? I took somebody else's bag. Like, it was not good. And I was like, never again will I ride this boat. And then I had to. I had to later that summer. And so I was able to turn the beat around uh, to quote a Gloria Stefan song. But, um, yeah. It was not good. Uh, that was probably the worst moment of our P-Town trip. Otherwise, it was really lovely. I had a blast. P-Town is magical and amazing. I... Was that your first P-Town experience? It, it was. I had gone once before. Uh, 
with my fam. We walked. I was doing a show at the Cape Playhouse uh, with Shay Sullivan. Shout out to my girl. Um, and I saw that in the rehearsal room. Yes, 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 yes. And Scampy ate the mini blinds in the room that I lived in. The mini blinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God bless you, you little crazy beast. Um, so I did, we had a day where we went to P-Town, but that was just like kind of a day to walk around and uh, to really get to know the town. It's so magical and so fun and beautiful. A lot of nooks, nooks and crannies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The and cran- nooks and crannies. Honey, the cranniest of nooks. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, you know, I went on a couple of cruises. Uh, I thought you maybe did a boat or two. Yeah, I've done. A, I did a boat or two. Um, we did the Limpica workshop. We did that. Some readings, workshops. You know, I've been kind of busy until right. this fat, this last month, which just has mean lot has meant lots of yoga. <laughs> That's my job right now. Productive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go sweat it out and. Um, Get your headshots taken. That's what's going on uptown. That's it. <laughs> For <real. laughs> You got anything? I have nothing to add. I mean, I can't ask what her dwarf name is. I already said it was Smoky. Slutty. Oh, oh this week you're Smoky. Around. Was I slutty? Well, that makes sense. But this week you want to be Smoky. Yeah. Okay. No, we deep, love but... you. Then we love you. Natalie. I love you guys so much, so deeply within my heart. Thank you so much for being such a large part of um, this podcast and its genesis. And it's truly my great pleasure. Um, I love you both. Thank you for coming to my apartment. <laughs> he wants to give you kisses. You want to give me kisses on give the mic? Give a little kiss. Yeah, ooh, that ASMR. Get into it. Do G- it. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. He'll do it to me. Come here. Come down here. I want scampy ASMR. He'll lick you, not hit the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to that. Come here. We're laughing with you, not at you. Bye. 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 In the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizee and Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Weiner, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In The Room Pod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.